Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over 50 million pounds worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets podcast. Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to be with you today. I have just returned from a two-week holiday, which was absolutely amazing in the Maldives. I'm sure that not everybody wants to hear that, but I'm actually going to share some valuable information on one of the books I read, actually, while I was away. And one of the things that I like to do when I go on holiday is always to read a business book, um, a book that resets, re-inspires. And I took quite a few books with me, actually, and I read a few books while I was away. But there was one which you wouldn't expect that probably left the biggest impact. So I want to share some of the lessons that I read in that book. Now, it might be a little bit controversial because this person that I read about has actually been in the news getting some real stick lately for a famous uh, slapping moment. And you might know who I'm talking about, of course. It was Will Smith. And as I was in WH uh, Smith at the airport, I already had my business books ready to go, and I see Will Smith's new autobiography on the shelf, and I couldn't resist it. So I buy the book, and I settle down to read it uh, by the pool. So if you can imagine from it, I'll tell you what, another note, side note, the Maldives is the best place in the world to have a holiday. Absolute fact. I've been all over the world. I've never been anywhere like that, where the water is bathtub hot. You've got turtles and sharks swimming underneath your feet. You've got beautiful fishes all around you and beautiful pool. Anyhow, that's a side note. Anyhow, so what did I learn from um, this book in particular? So I was reading uh, Will Smith's book, and the first thing that I want to mention, which uh, I think is really important for those of you looking to become more successful, to grow your businesses, uh, to you know, to go on out there and, and be more successful in any pursuit of your life, is to understand that nobody that is successful is successful by accident. That's the first thing we need to understand. Like that is something that I've 100% noticed. And where I've noticed it the most is actually by interviewing people on the podcast. As I've interviewed all these different successful people on the podcast, I often see the same traits. I see the same traits in the story, which is good, because if I'm seeing them, them traits, it means that it can be replicated. It means that you can replicate it too. And what I saw from Will Smith's book very early was about resilience, persistence, going through the ups and downs, taking the knocks. And there was a few stories that in particular stood out. But it started off with him talking about his dad having a very hard line with him, you know, being very tough with him and him resorting to comedy to try and defuse the tension and making a show of himself. But he learned a few valuable things from his dad. And one of the things that he learned that stayed with him throughout the book and throughout his life. And right near the end of the book, he readdresses this lesson. And this lesson was 99% is 0%. You are either in 
and you're either all in, you're absolutely committed, you have that perseverance and that decisiveness to go for what you want. 99% is not enough. You have to be all in, 100%, 110%, 120%, giving it your all. And it was instilled in him from a very early age uh, where his dad asked him to build a brick wall for him. And he did it sluggishly. He wasn't really interested. His dad was barking him, barking him. And he's thinking, why are my friends all out playing while I'm building this brick wall? And it was his dad teaching him a lesson that, hey, when you're doing something, you give the thing that you're doing your absolute all. And that, that kind of stood out to me as one of the first lessons. And it repeated itself. That lesson repeated itself through the book. Now, why is this important? The reason this is important is as human beings, we're conditioned and we have stories and beliefs that decide our actions. And if you have stories and beliefs in your mind and things that you've been taught when you were younger that stay with you, like, you know, let's take an example of some of the ones that limit people. You know, a limiting belief is, hey, you know, money goes to money. If you don't come from money, you can't make money. Well, that's absolutely false. But a lot of people, and I noticed that through my life, but my friends, uh, when I started to get success, and I had another success. They always used to say, Adam, money goes to money. And what that is, that's an excuse for somebody that can't create money or make money. It's a laziness to not go out and learn how to do it, that phrase. That's how I see it. But other people see it as that's a, a belief that they have. And that belief stops them from ever attempting to take the skill on. We look at a couple of others, people saying, you know, things like, Watch the pennies and the pounds look after themselves. You've got to save yourself to wealth, you know, and that is absolute nonsense. The only way that you can create wealth is by investing in the right things, investing in you, investing in your marketing, investing in your business, you know, and working on you. That's really, really important. And all these different things and these different phrases influence how we behave and they influence our behavior. And it, it was really interesting that I noticed that every single chapter in the book, he would repeat this phrase. It was like, hey, we, you know, 99% is zero. And he made this absolute clarity of everything that he did. He gave it his all, 100%. Now, the really interesting thing about Will Smith's story, and there was lots of stuff in it like this, and I will say I'm a big reader of autobiographies. I actually much prefer to read an autobiography than I do to prefer to read a business book because I feel that an autobiography captures more, I can kind of decipher what's happening and, and really I'm able to get myself involved in the story and understand exactly how people went out and were able to accomplish things. And one thing I'll say about Will Smith's book is very honest. He talked about his flaws, he talked about his issues, he talked about it was an, an entire um entire chapter dedicated to how he sees himself as a coward. You know, it's really weird. And I was like I was in shock at some of these things um about how brutally honest the book was. I was really impressed with it. Um, and how that he turned him seeing himself as a coward had turned it around. And it was really interesting how he did that. Now, there was a, a few more stories that really stuck with me, but the basic premise of the book was when he was very young, he was very determined, very hardworking, and all from this original story, he decided that he wanted to get into music and he was relentless. And a lot of people don't know this about Will Smith. They feel like the beginning of Will Smith's journey a lot of the time, people feel the beginning of his journey is actually the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Well, that's not true. He was a, a platinum-selling um, rap artist before the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So he had made millions and millions of pounds. 
uh, by the time he was 18 and he was uber successful um, prior to going on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, what happened with that is he lost absolutely everything from letting it go to his head, hanging out with the wrong people, being around the wrong people, doing the wrong things, buying stupid stuff, making all the mistakes. And he goes through how he basically wasted millions upon millions of pounds being an idiot, which I thought was awesome, right? Because um, that's what happens a lot when somebody creates success and it's above their expectations or they're not really ready to handle it then all of a sudden it all disappears. And I've been there myself. I've been there myself where I've had crazy, crazy success and you end up doing stupid stuff, right? It's only that after you've had a few bumps in the road, you've had a few ups and downs that you become a little bit more level-headed. Um, and he talked all about that phase of his life. From there, what happened was he basically didn't pay one of his tax bills. So it turned out he owed 30 million in tax by the age of 20 years old. And he was about to go bankrupt. He was in a very bad position and he moved over to LA and he'd met a new girl. He split out of his girlfriend, moved over to LA. Um, and he was sitting in this girl's flat, moping around. I'm going bankrupt. I'm losing everything. You know, my life's a complete mess. And it was really interesting because the new lady in his life kind of sat there and he said, for two weeks, we talked about it and she agreed with me. And one day she just snapped. She said, right get your stuff, pack up, fucking start acting like a man and go out there and turn it around. And he said, I was shocked. He'd been, really been supportive and all of a sudden it was like, bang, I'm, I'm being with you if you're going to be moaning and being a loser your whole life. You need to snap out of it. And it's, it really resonated with me because I've actually had those kind of situations myself as well. You know, and you, you can't feel sorry for yourself. If things are not going well, You've got to dust yourself off. You've got to pick yourself up and you've got to go back to the basic principles of success. Now, I'm about to tell you one of the basic principles of success, which I feel is incredibly important that nobody spends enough time on. And this is something that was drilled into me um, from my coaches, uh, something that's uh, really been drilled into me over my lifetime. And I think it's really important that business is about relationships. One person, one opportunity, one chance, one meeting, one deal, you know, one little relationship that you create can change absolutely everything. It's happened to me many, many times when I've been at a crossroads, when things have not been working out. I've gone and I've built that one relationship and literally everything has changed because of it. So he says back to this girl, like, what do you want me to do? I know no one in LA. My music career's gone off the rails. Nobody's interested in me. I'm millions and millions of dollars in debt. And she said, go out. You got interviewed by the LA Times and these Hollywood clubs, you know, and they liked you. You got on well with them. Go and hang out there and spend every day there till you meet someone influential and get a shot. So he said, oh, I didn't have anything else to do. So I got up. I went back down to this uh, this this live show. I hang out there every day. I was there every day for months and months and months, just talking to people, introducing myself to people. And eventually, one day, and this is the kind of story that stuck stuck with me. So I bumped into this guy, and he said, "Hey, yeah, I know you. You're the uh, you're the rap guy. You're uh, uh, Will Smith, right? The you know fresh." Uh, the Fresh Prince, because that's what his, his name was um, before he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a rap artist. And he says, "Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, that's what I did." I said, "You know what? 
Um, my background is a lot like yours, and I listened to your music. I really enjoyed it. I love the comedy of it. I love the fact it wasn't gangster rap. And I think you're really cool. He said, I might have something for you. And he said, it was a very Hollywood conversation because people say this kind of stuff all the time and nothing comes of it. He said, can I, can I get your number? Because I might have something for you and I might want to have a chat with you. So he said, he gives the guy's number. Um, doesn't know who he is. He's an A&R guy. And he said he keeps on going about his work, goes back and does some little uh, concerts to virtually no people, grinds away, grinds away. And out of the blue, this guy phones him and says, hey, you remember I said I had something for you? Um, I want to introduce you to somebody. Um, we've been talking about you. We've looked at your stuff and we think you could be a fit. And he said, I'm going to pass you to my friend Quincy. So he puts this on the phone to his friend Quincy. He says, hey, it's Quincy Jones. Now, Quincy Jones, of course, is massive. And he says, look, you know, we think you could be uh, the star of a TV show that we're developing. You know, we've looked at what you do. We looked at your videos. And he said, can you act? Now, at this point, Will Smith, of course, can't act. He's never acted. He's never had any acting classes or anything. So in this moment, and we all have pivotal moments, what are you going to say? You're going to say, well, no, I'm not really an actor. You know, you've got someone very powerful on the phone. Or you're going to say, yeah, of course I can act. So he turns around, of course, says, of course I can act. He said, great, we thought you could from looking at your videos and everything else like that. Let's uh, get together. Come over to my house. I'm having a party. There's some people I want to introduce you to. We've got a show we're thinking of you for. So when is it? It's like tomorrow night. So he said, so all of a sudden he has to cancel everything. He runs off to go to this party. He goes up to um, Bel Air which is where the party's base goes to the Bel Air mansion that Quincy Jones has. And he walks in and you've got everybody there, like all powerful people, Oprah Winfrey's there, many, many other people at this party. And when Will walks in, who's a young lad, 21 years old, bit of a nobody, says, hey, everybody's here. And I was like, hey, how you doing? He says, right, um, we want you to do an audition. And he says about 100 people at this party. And they made him do an audition there and then. And this guy's never acted. They gave him some notes and said, do it. And he said he stepped up to it. He did it. And everybody in the room, they offered him the part. Now, there's some extra depth to the story. But in the interest of time, I'll, I'll leave the story there. And then he gets the part of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, that, of course, changes his life. He works off his debt. He then becomes a recognized actor. He gets the chance to star in a movie called The Seven Degrees of Separation. He then moves on to starring in Bad Boys. And then what a lot of people don't know is he was the highest, he's the only Hollywood actor to do 10 movies in a row that grossed over $100 million. Um, so he became the most successful actor in Hollywood history. And it's um, pretty crazy, right? It's a crazy story. There's a lot in depth, um, a lot of different things there. But the things that you should pick out and learn from are one, you know, 99% the same as 0%. You've got to be all in, everybody. You've got to be all in in order to get what you want out of life. You've got to be all in on your targets. You've got to be all in on your goals. Number two, never ever forget relationship building. You need to spend your time building relationships, networking with people, finding people that are playing at a higher level than you building relationships with them, spending time with them. That is where opportunities come from, I absolutely promise you. You know, it's been a big, big, big part of my life. The second, the third thing is when you get an opportunity, you take the opportunity, even if you're not sure how to do it. 
You can figure that out later. But if you say no, the opportunity's gone. So make sure you take the opportunities when they come. Hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast um, and you can see some value in that. Um, I had a beautiful time in the Maldives and this is one of the books I read. I read another great book, actually. It was really entertaining. Um, it's more of an entertaining one, which was the Motley Crew book written by a writer I really like called Neil Strauss. Um, that was really interesting as well. It was a really gripping book, actually, um, as well as uh, uh, another book on how to start 100 million, uh, how to grow your business to over 100 million dollars uh, in revenue, which is pretty cool as well. Had a great time. Came back refreshed came back energized came back ready to make a big splash in 2022 and make sure that 99 is the same as zero <laughs> okay everybody so you got to be all in let's give it 100 i look forward to seeing you soon hey everybody adam here and i hope you loved today's episode hope you thought it was fabulous and if you did i'd like to ask you a small favor could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.